Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shyhards. Welcome to episode 231 of Meet Us at Molly's. Today, we are going back to season four. This is 2016. I can't believe it's been six years, but we're basically talking about the one when Platt's father is attacked, and she is as well. It's Chicago PD, season four, episode three, all cylinders firing. This was such a good episode. I honestly forgot all about it until me I too. I honestly, well, you remembered it well enough when you were texting me, like, did we ever cover that one? I was like, you mean the one that was a crossover? And I was like, yeah, we already did that one. We recorded that live. And you were like, no, the other one. I was like, oh, yeah, you remembered better than I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know what made me think of it. I think it was just there was probably an episode on USA where I was just like admiring Platt and was like, wait a second. We yeah. never did this episode. So yeah, no, I've forgotten all about it, but it's I really think, good. I think this is pretty much going to be like the Amy Morton appreciation hour. Yeah, pretty as much it should be as it should as it should be for sure. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It also makes me sad that we've only had like one Platt centric episode. Can we have more, please? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you want to count that crossover-ish, but she's really more the plot point in that crossover, not even the, you know, real focus of it. She's more the plot point. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we always start with the news. We're still at that point of hiatus where there is no news, which is... Yeah, I mean, there were at one point a couple weeks, well, because we've been two weeks off, well, Mm -hmm. a week and a half, whatever, off since we last recorded and there were like episode titles that were leaked kind of but I, until they're confirmed i mean there's no use really talking about episode titles yeah that's true um it's wednesday the day we're recording this so there's been some like dick wolf universe news from other shows yeah. um i don't i mean i don't think we're really gonna touch on it it's it's kind of a head scratcher but again if you're an law and order fan i think you know what's up which is just weird uh, it's weird yeah we'll just leave it at that. yeah we'll just leave it at that it's really weird and it makes me nervous for if we have any sort of showrunner change in the future yeah but i don't know I, we don't need to speculate too much because i mean you can only that's like speculating about things that may or may not even happen you don't know um, but true very true yeah very true so we do have some patron shout outs we have two We've got two new patrons in the family. We've got Abby. So welcome aboard. Thank you for joining. She's already in the Facebook group. Great. Love it. Glad you're here. Um, We also have Krista M. Krista, welcome, welcome, welcome to the fam. We are so glad you are here. Indeed. Indeed. If you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, please check the link in our socials. You can check it out. Let us know if you have any questions. Pick out which tier is right for you. Um, as you guys know, with the perks, we do bonus episodes. We do a discount to the merch store, but the best part by far is the Facebook group. Yeah. So. The family. We're, we're heading towards a hundred patrons, which is insane. Crazy. I know. Yeah. In less than two years. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, uh, definitely check the link in there to see which tier might be right for you and let us know if you have questions. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing that we want to make sure, you know, is next week live episode. 
Thursday, September yeah. 1st. Yes, we are turning five years old on Thursday the 1st, which is just insane to me. Crazy. Uh, it is our fifth birthday. So we're going to do a live episode. We're still securing details with like how you're going to watch and what platform and who's going to be where and things like that. But we're doing our sixth annual wish list episode. Yes. For the new seasons. And you will hear that and you will be able to join us live if you'd like. So good stuff ahead. Yeah. 8 Good p.m. Eastern. Ahead. I think we did settle on a time, right? Yeah, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, yeah. Pacific, 5 p.m. Um, for our listeners in Australia, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so keep an eye out for that. It's exciting. I can't believe we're five. I know. Crazy. So crazy. So it feels like we started the podcast like a year ago. Yeah, it simultaneously feels like it was just a year ago and also 20 years ago at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. Hear you there. Hear you there. So, all right. Without further ado, it is time to move into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. This episode is just, it's really good. It's It's, really good. It's very good. I forgot how good it is. It just kind of packs a punch. I was just like, oh, that happened. Oh, oh, I totally forgot. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really good. I just, it, it, it is. Yeah, it's very good. If you were to call this one something like along the lines of a friend's title, it would be pretty much the one where Amy Morton just freaking shines and puts on a masterclass. I was going to say, yeah, the one where Amy Morton steals the show. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Yep. Very accurate. So, all right. So we start this one off. Remember, it's season four, episode three. So Justin has just died. Don't um, even remind me. Oh, well, you know, we're coming off of that. Um, I don't even think the couch has happened yet. No, the couch happened beginning of season three. Oh, the couch! I thought the couch was early season four. No, the couch happens before they technically get together, and they get together at like early season three. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where we are. It's just you know, Linstead is together. Is Berzik engaged? No, they're not engaged. No, they're not engaged. No, not engaged. no, no, no. Season no. two is when everything went to shit with the Berziks. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Aaron just helped Voy hide a body. And so Lynn said, even though they're together, they're like, you know, Jay's all like, I know what you just tell me what you did. And yada, yada. yeah, that's like what we're coming off of. What? Your boss doesn't ask you to hide bodies? Your boss slash father figure slash whatever else you want to call him. Yeah. 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 So, um, and so season four, we all know is Aaron's last season. So, okay. Yeah. We start this episode and Platt is having dinner with her father. So Platt's having dinner with her father and they're talking about Platt's father's new girlfriend. She's a lot younger than he is. Platt is not thrilled. And she's just saying, she's like, be careful, please. Like, just be careful. Platt's dad had only been around that one episode. Like we'd only seen him one time before this, right? When he's like pressuring Platt and Platt takes Ruzik with her to like think she has a girlfriend or think Platt has a boyfriend or whatever and like kind of appease him. That's the only time we saw him before this, right? I think so. Also never forget that time in season one that Platt took Adam on a date. (laughs) We really need to cover that one. We do. We do. Oh my God. Baby Adam with like the super spiked hair and like, (laughs) oh my goodness. Yeah, we yeah. need to cover that one for sure. I just couldn't Absolutely. remember if that was the I thought that was the only time we had seen him, but like 
the dad situation in one Chicago, I just, you know, they pop up a couple times and they end up dying. And I just couldn't remember, you know. Antonio is literally the only one who escaped that show, like, alive. He's the only dad who escaped the show alive. I mean, alive, yes, but battered and bruised, yes, too. So Battered and bruised. But, well, okay, Bob Ruzik, he's the one. He's, like, the lone survivor. Yeah. Um, Bob Ruzik and Antonio. Yeah. Bloodied and beaten, but not dead not dead not dead not dead maybe it's a good thing that bob rusick is moving to florida that way he can't accidentally get killed in pd they'll still find a way to kill him they'll just kill him off screen (laughs) they'll kill him off screen oh poor adam (laughs) yeah there's gonna be adam's just gonna one day be like oh yeah he's dead like (laughs) you know you're a one chicago fan when talking about the topic of dead dads makes you laugh yeah and doesn't phase you one chicago problems doesn't phase you it's yeah yeah wow <laughs> okay so and then wait Pl- matches bachelor party that was platt's cousin right or platt's brother platt's cousin i yeah. don't think platt has a brother so that's the only time we've seen members of the platt family yeah i forgot about that mm-hmm. yep because that yep, was yep. technically fire. So like I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I know. So yeah, Platt's disgusted with her father's new girlfriend. And, she, you know, he's like, he's just like, well, you know, don't worry. She's not after my money. Like there's not much of it to be after. And Platt's just like, that. Yeah. that's ridiculous. Not the point. Like, not the not point, point, but okay. Not the point. Yeah. So she leaves because Mouch is about to get off shift in like an hour. And uh, she like she's got a bottle of water, or whatever. She's she goes to the car, and she gets attacked from behind. So the attacker, like he, you know, he attacks her. She drops to the ground. He gets her gun, and he basically says, "You should have done me right when you had the chance." And then takes off when Platt hits the car alarm. Okay, I want to talk about this neighbor. So. <laughs> Platt's on the ground for like maybe two seconds and she hits the, she hits the alarm and immediately this guy comes out the door and it's like, people are trying to sleep. Okay, Karen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I was like, nobody does that unless they're like really mean. I don't know. Like the alarm was going off for like two seconds and the guy was like, Hey, like turn that off. Yeah. Okay grumpy but Platt like she crawls into view from the other side of the car because obviously she's on the side of the car that's not facing him and he's just like oh my god wait a second like call 911 and she just tells him she's like he got my gun and this neighbor is just like so dramatic because right before the title sequence he goes there's a cop on the ground she's dying it's so over dramatic and it's like i mean granted she is plot is not in a great spot at that point but still it's like there's a cop on the ground it's just like jesus yeah he should have just yelled call 911 you could have just left it at that he's like narrating the scene yeah she's bleeding well and then because i had no idea what happened in this episode i really honestly couldn't remember I was like, is he involved somehow? Because, like, they spent a lot of time on him in the beginning, like, setting it up. And I was like, is he going to be involved somehow? Like, is he going to come back? And he's going to, I just, like, I couldn't remember. And he isn't. Spoiler alert. He's not involved. He's just an innocent bystander in all this. But it's just, like, yeah. A very, like, 
weirdly specific bystander because later when they come back to him he's like i heard the engine of a car and it's approximately this kind with this many horsepower and antonio's like huh yeah because normally bystanders are like yeah i didn't know i i saw a figure a guy like tall like you know nothing really oddly specific and this guy's like yeah basically got it down to almost the year make and model at this point this, yeah, this neighbor is so oddly specific, which really makes me question, like, the neighborhood. Because you know how earlier in the, on the scene, you know, um, he's like, yeah, the neighborhood's so popular now. Like, that's why you had to park three blocks away. Yeah, so I paid attention to, like, every single detail of this episode. And, because again, I was just, like, delirious, tired, and just wanted to be home. Okay, so the logistics of this house and, like, where it's located in this neighborhood. This is just, uh, maybe we want to touch on this later when they're talking about the crime scene. But she had to park three blocks away from her dad's mm-hmm. house. Antonio narrows it down later on in the bullpen that she stopped at CVS and that's why she had the water bottle. I don't know what CVS she's going to, but I'll be damned if I'm parking in the park and like in, in on, on, a, on the street and walking to it. Wait, what do you mean that you're going to park on the street and then wait, so I don't I know mean, what you. Okay. So let me just like start that all over. Pepper got me off my train of thought. No, I, know, okay. I mean, I, you're talking about the fact that like in between her dad's house and the where she parked her car, there had to have been a CVS between there, right? With yeah, between within the those three bottle. blocks. Yeah, there's right. a, there's a CVS within three blocks, and or so whatever a drugstore, whatever you want to, yeah. And so, I don't know. I guess I was just kind of like she what she parked on this like, uh, I I guess it just kind of felt like she like never mind my and my whole thought it fell apart. Just never mind. <laughs> okay, I just didn't understand what you're trying to say. No, I because I was thinking I was like she went from her dad's house to the CVS, parked on the street, and then like walked to the CVS. But all of ours are in parking lots. Never mind. Just I got yeah, I was just gonna off. say. I mean, in, if it's in a neighborhood, it's like a neighborhood drugstore, so there's not a parking lot to park. Yes. <laughs> anyway, forget it. But um, yeah, this this neighborhood, you know. Okay. These neighbors, like what? What the car alarm was going off for like two seconds. I don't know. Oh, crazy. Okay, so Platt is taken to med and Connor takes her up to surgery. I miss him. Yeah, this was a nice little, just, you know, little nod to the fans. I miss Connor so much. And I say it every episode, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, he was an asshole sometimes, but also like when he would like really take charge in the ED and then like he really knew his shit and he was always very comforting with the patients when he wasn't being a dick to his colleagues. Like I miss him. That's all. Yeah. I do miss Connor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Void arrives on scene and Linstead is there and they're just kind of like, she's in surgery. We don't know. That's great. So they talk it out. Mouch arrives and Mouch is like losing his mind. Of course he is. It's his wife, right? He's like, where is she? Who did this? Who did this? And Boyd's like, all right, let's go outside and let's just talk it out. Okay. Let's talk it out. So they're talking to him. They're like, is there anybody who pissed her off? Is there anybody who she put away who might be doing this? And Mouch was like, well, you know, Trudy, I mean, surely somebody has got a beef with her somewhere. What I didn't notice about this episode was that Erin wasn't very nice. I don't know if you caught that, but she had two bits of dialogue where I was like, Erin, rude. Well, the thing that I didn't like about this whole scene is that Erin and Voight both are like basically trying to accuse Mouch for a hot second and like place the blame on him. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, 
It's Mouch. I feel like it's Mouch. She's been on shift, you know? Like, what the fuck? I was like, we're not going there. No, no, no. This is not where this goes. We have literally seen the worst thing that Mouch would ever do, and it's hire a chopper to dump donuts in a parking lot. Yeah. That's just... What what got me was when, you know, Mouch is clearly shaken. Hank has known Trudy for decades, right? So you would think that he would be like, hey, I understand. It's okay. Like, I'm worried too. It's cool. And Aaron just comes out with, was she cheating on you? Yeah, it's like time and place, Aaron. What? I mean, I get it. I get it. You do have to. I mean, you would think that they know. Like, I get it. They On the one hand, they know Platt, but they still have to ask. But like, still. There is a time and place to ask that question. I just like facepalmed. And he was like, if that's the theory you want to run with, are we done here? And I was like, yes, Mouch, drag her. Yes. Also, I wonder, okay. So obviously Void has now tried to accuse Mouch of something, right? Mm -hmm. How many people in in when Chicago has Void not tried to accuse of something? Of something? Of like, I mean, because he's, a, you know, there was the whole, he, they thought Severide did that hit and run, remember? Casey mm-hmm. for the, you know, all the stuff with Casey. I mean, like, it's just how many people have Voight not, like, come after? Why is that one of Voight's hobbies to, like, suspect people at 51 of crimes? Why, like, yeah. find another hobby. There are so many other things to do. It's like, he, I don't think he's come after anyone on med. Although he did try to come after Will, so never mind. He did try to come after Will. That's right. Uh, yeah, he hasn't. Will's the only one he's tried on med. Yeah. But 51, yeah, he's he's kind of, he's had, he's had a blast with that one. Yeah. It's just, oh. Because even if you want to go the Jeff Clark route too, remember, like, if you go yes. way back. Like, so yeah, yeah, there's quite a few 51 members. And that can double dip. That can found, Clark yeah, can found fire and med. Yeah, right. Double dips, but also it happened on his time of fire, so it's more fire, but yeah, still. Double dips. But like, Hank, binge a show, learn a language, take up crafting, I don't know, find another hobby other than accusing the members of Firehouse 51 of crimes. Right. Like, can we not? Can we not? Can we not? So yeah, now she's like, I don't know where Trudy's been. I've been on shift. She's not cheating on me. That's dumb. (laughs) So... Uh, back at the scene, Antonio and Al, they question they, they question the witness who found Trudy, which is like the Karen of a neighbor who's oddly specific. And he's like, you know, Trudy just kept saying that he took her gun. He took her gun. He took her gun. So Antonio runs over everything with Al, but Al's kind of out of it. I love this little subplot with Al because it's it's it's. It's so understated the entire time that Al is on the show of how they write him. And it's with such subtlety. Like, mm-hmm. I was really impressed with this one because the whole time Al is focused on one thing and you really don't think anything of it until he finally speaks of what it is and it pretty much cracks the case. Yeah. I love the like, I love just the nuance and the subtlety that they wrote him with because you're just like, what? why is he just staring at one thing the whole time? What is he doing? And that's yeah. the thing. What well, especially at this point, he's again. not even at this point, he hasn't even found the box or whatever you want to call it yet. He's just like something's not adding up to him. So he's just so out of it because he's thinking about, you know, how weird this whole thing is. And yeah. 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 And so Antonio's like, what are you thinking about? And he just says he took a run. Yeah. So and I, I feel like if anybody else says that, we're gonna sit here and be like, thanks, Captain Obvious. But with Al, we're like, 
Okay. You're onto something. Yeah. You're onto something. Yeah. So at the district, Burgess, who is still in uniform at this point. And her partner at this time is, um, is it Tay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So Burgess gets sent to deal with the, the incoming calls at the South end of the district. And she's just like, I no, like it's plaid. I'm not doing that. So she finds Adam and Kevin in the hallway and she's just like, do you guys need any help? And Kevin's like, yeah, of course we do. And so she's like, peace going upstairs. Yep. So Voight wants them to go through every single lawsuit and complaint that she has ever received. It's like four full boxes. At least. Yeah. That they pulled out. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. So Voight's like, I want you guys coming through every single page of these lawsuits. And Ruzik just goes, if you don't have any lawsuits filed against you, you're a fake-ass cop. And Kevin goes, well, in that case, Platt is real as hell. <laughs> and Kim's just like, what the fuck? He's like, Kevin. And Kevin's like, my bad. I'm just bad saying. Joke. Bad joke. like, I'm just saying. I didn't find it a bad joke. I was like, he's just I thought it was truth. funny. Yeah, I thought Me it was too. funny. Baby Burzik water. Yeah. Which is little babies. Oh, man. Okay, it's also so- one of those jokes, though, I will say. Uh-huh. having thought about it like after i rewatched it it's one of those jokes that they probably don't make today that's true that probably like it's one of the things they, they got they can get away with in 2016 but like they wouldn't be able to get away with now yeah it's funny yeah. for this moment and it makes a lot of sense but like when you really think about it you're like eh. yeah 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 okay so they pull the camera footage from platt's desk and they notice this guy Malik from the liquor store, he was getting really mad with her. He's getting like really angry with her. And so they, they pulled, obviously they pulled like the CCTV footage from, cause the guy had been threatening her. So they go pay him a visit, Burgess, Adam and Kevin. And he's just like, I can vouch for her. Like she was here all night. Like she walked my nephew out to the car while we did our cash run. Cause we'd been robbed twice. That yeah. is a gem and we don't deserve her. Yeah. Just, she's a gem. So the reason that he was in the district making threats last week is because they were supposed to get more police in the neighborhood, but they haven't because of budget cuts. So he mentioned, he's like, well, you know, she mentioned something about having to go see her dad um, after leaving here. So all of them are like, oh shit. Okay. So back at the crime scene, Al's fixated on a camera on electricity pole, but it's like in a box. He's like fixated on the box. He just keeps kind of staring at it. Like something's weird. Yeah. Yeah, he gets a call from Ruzik. So the two of them, plus Kevin, they go visit Platt's dad's house and they find out that he has been killed. He's on the floor and it's gruesome. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Nope. Not good. Nope. So the surgery was a success because Connor has a God complex and sometimes it pays off. Sometimes. Sometimes. So Platt's awake. So Jay and Aaron go and talk to her. I love when they ask and they're like, how is she? And he's like a little hostile, but also under firing. Yeah. Funny. It's like same old, same old. Same old, same old. Just just normal plot. So Lynn said they basically try they tell her that, you know, her her father's been killed. And that there's a lot in this moment. I mean, it's painful, but also I kind of love it because like Aaron can't really bring herself to say it. So Jay swoops in and is like, This is hard to say. I'm just gonna say it. I'm sorry. He's gone. So like he's there looking out for Aaron. And then, you know, Platt is just like devastated, of course, but Aaron just kind of like realized that she's like, I'm sorry, we did everything we could. And Platt goes, don't talk to me like I'm some kind of victim. And Aaron goes, Trudy, tonight you are. Aaron, 
No. It's not very nice. I mean, but it's true, though. It is, but also, I, I feel like when she says things like that in this episode, she's kind of like, don't insult my intelligence, right? Like, I think even a part of her might be a little bit embarrassed that, like, she, a cop, got attacked like this. Right, but I think it is important. I think there are those situations where people who don't want to believe that they're a victim and they try to make everything seem okay when it is important to remind them that just because you were attacked doesn't mean you know like you are a victim and it's okay to sometimes be the victim and you know play you know be in that role too just Mm -hmm. you don't have to be like the cop and be the intelligent and have it all together and keep your shit together the whole time too like it is okay to be the victim sometimes too yeah i think that's more what aaron was trying to say yeah, I, I think it just can't really, like, it doesn't really digest to Platt because she's Platt, right? She's always, you know, the, right. the hard-nosed, hard-ass she is in the district. So, yeah, yeah. So she can't think of anybody who would want to hurt the family. But, you know, they get back to the district and Aaron just tells Jay, she's like, I think Platt was lying. Like, I think she was holding something back. It was just like a tiny little thing that I caught. And so she said, she's like, I think there's an offender in mind. And so they go down and see the girl in records, Virginia, and she ultimately just tells them like, hey, Platt had me do a search on this Natalie Kern, Platt's dad's girlfriend, but you don't want her. You want the ex-boyfriend, Millwood. So they run the theory by Voight and Ruzik pops in and he's like, one of his credit cards just flagged to buy a TV. So... They go to this department store. Do you recognize this department store? I'm not saying it's one we've been to, but like from a behind the scenes video. No. Should I? The, so it's the behind the scenes video. You know, when when Marina is in like the giant thing of stuffed animals and she pops out and Ruzik just like- Is that the same animal? department store? I think so. Even though that one was years later? No, I think it was that season. No, that was like years later. I want to say that video is 2019. 19? Really? I think so. Huh. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. So they find Natalie. They get her cuffed. And they see that she has texted Leonard with just one word. Police. Nothing suspicious. Nothing. You know. Leonard had stolen a girl's car from the parking lot. She almost runs at. He almost runs over Bruisewater. But I mean, literally, like, this close to running over Ruzewater. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and the fact that he went from, like, Korean, he went, like, from speeding through this parking lot, almost hitting two cops, to then flipping the car. Like, obviously, you're not very good at this whole stunt driving crime away. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Like, how do you not. go from point A to point B, which is totally extreme? Yeah. Yeah. He flips it, and somehow it is, is like, totally fine. Yeah, he, like, gets, he, like, cl- it's fine enough to climb out the window. And I'm just mm-hmm. how? You how? just flipped your car. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So intelligence then brings in Natalie and Leonard for questioning. Rhina, go ahead and take it from here. Yeah. So basically they bring him in for questioning and they didn't kill him though. Like they basically admit to using Platt's dad for money and for, you know, whatever, but not killing him. So Al is still on his, like, camera club across the street plot, whatever. So he takes Kevin for some force. He basically takes <laughs> Kevin and Natalie with him to the club um, that was around the corner from Platt's dad's house. And basically, 
Natalie was just there to get him in the door. They didn't really need her otherwise. Um, so basically they go and Al threatens the manager into showing them tapes from the camera across the street. And so basically it's, what like they- it's like an illegal club. Yeah. Sex club, whatever you want to call it. Whatever kind of <laughs> Maybe it's the same sex club from that episode with Antonio. Maybe. Maybe Playtime. it's the sister club. Yeah. A franchise. a franchise. A franchise. <laughs> sex club franchise. I mean... I'm not that's not a spinoff I would watch but like I would I would I would listen to expanding that universe and being like tell me more about the sex club is it like a network of sex clubs yeah I mean also, an underground the undercover like ground where uh, like in an undercover ring that would be fun that sounds like the start of an HBO limited series I'm just saying just saying Gina you should write that script <laughs> maybe maybe dick wolf wants to expand his empire into hbo and like streaming shows i don't know i mean he's got that what is that one that's been on for like a long time that's like a real it's not a real i don't know if reality is the right word like cold Ju- cases cold or something justice, like that is that it something yeah, like that something the word like cold that. is in it but also imagine if he expanded into like an hbo show and sometimes the characters crossed over like like we would find that would like, be unreal it would be unreal <laughs> we'd finally hear a voice like actually like cursing and screaming and there would be some uh there would be some dark stuff on there yeah i need to hear severide when he's like doing some extreme rescue or something just be like fuck like (laughs) you know like as he's like dangling from a building or something and he's like struggling which of course he'll get it right but he just needs to be like fuck like i just i need to hear that in my life 51 rolls up on the scene what the fuck are you doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man and then there could be a whole episode set around jimmy's subplot that he suggested about like all the med characters fucking on a plane yeah and i was gonna say our med even just as simple as like med somebody at med rolls on and be like fuck that's a lot of blood like you know just like <laughs> oh i would pay such good money for that that would be great you know violet has to secretly like curse like a sailor oh yeah for sure oh yeah oh yeah yeah gallo think- probably hates to curse he probably yes. is not a cursor he has the worst word he uses is damn probably Violet exactly. probably says ass and Gallo just like recoils and is like <gasps> like yeah. Violet said a bad word Violet said a yeah. bad word Violet said a bad word <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I bet Herman curses like a sailor I bet all the squad guys except for Cruz probably curse like sailors too yeah oh my god I'm just imagining like a whole subplot where like Javi comes to the station and like Severide's like her words. Yeah, Severide's like, well, then I was like, that's bullshit, and Javi's like, bullshit. And yeah, Cruz or like, like no. Javi spends the night at like someone else's house, or Javi spends the night with the Herman kids, and <laughs> yeah, picks up on a few words from Herman. That would be fun, or even the kids. <laughs> Daddy, yeah. Annabelle taught me a new word. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Fuck. <laughs> I love it. That is funny. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man. Just anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Chicago Sex Club. That can be the fifth. <laughs> Chicago Sex Club. Streaming now on HBO. Hey, it would do a whole lot better than Justice would. I'm just saying. Oh, Brian has said it, and it, it's true. And it's not a secret. As in Sync would say, it ain't no lie. <laughs> bye bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had yeah. To. yeah. Um, so anyway, 
the cameras show them that like a rare car was circling the block around the time that Platt was beaten. And basically the car, that car, which I don't remember what it kind of car it was, it the engine matches the one that the witness was saying he heard. So like the witness was helpful somewhat. I mean, it pays off. Like, uh, yeah. Very, very oddly specific neighbor. But there there are certain points of this where I'm just like, that's like really on the nose but like a certain details i was just like that's odd why would we go that specific but it pays off so yeah yeah Yeah. so burgess is at the hospital visiting platt and she's just sitting by her bedside and waits for her to wake back up because of course you know when you're just beaten you know you're kind of falling out of sleep Mm -hmm. so she wakes back up and you know she and burgess are talking or whatever and Burgess mentioned, you know, Trudy's like, well, where are you at? And Burgess mentioned something because she's been helping out with the case about the car that they found. And she's like, oh, does that ring any bells to you? And Trudy just says, no, you know, no, no, no. But of course, as soon as Trudy, it's obvious to the audience that Trudy is saying no, that it doesn't mm-hmm. ring any bells to her, but it's she's lying. Mm-hmm. But Burgess at this point isn't an intelligence. She's so green that she doesn't even pick up on the fact that like Trudy's clearly lying to her. And she has such a soft spot for Platt. Yeah. She doesn't want to think that Platt would be lying to her. Cause like at that point, why would she? But Burgess hasn't been in, like Burgess today picks up on that right away. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But Burgess from then, I mean, and, and when Platt wakes up and Burgess is there, I feel like that's, that's the one place where Burgess wanted to be from the start of this episode. That's exactly where she's wanted to be the entire time. Well, and then there's the parallel of course, to when Platt's there, when Burgess wakes up in the hospital, you know, which is a yeah. nice parallel, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. But like I said, Burgess hasn't ever been intelligent to this point. So she's still so green and naive. She just doesn't realize that Judy's lying to her. She just relays all the information because she cares about plot. Yeah. So back of the district, they basically, they run the plates on the car and it comes back registered to a Wade McGregor, who is someone who pops in all of Platt's dad's files. And basically Wade ran a construction company that did work for her dad and invested in one of the businesses um, that went into receivership when the economy tanked. Um, so basically Platt's dad ended up kind of screwing this guy. And Wade also has a side business dealing narcotics and just got released from Statesville. So great dude. Great dude. Yeah. Yeah. So Wade and Antonio decide they're going to go get some more information on this guy from the arresting officer. And apparently the only reason that Wade, this Wade guy got arrested in the first place is because of a Jane Doe trip tip from none other than Trudy Platt. So, yeah. So, Aaron goes back to Med to talk to Trudy about all this, and she is missing. And Aaron's like, what the fuck? Where'd she go? And she's like, Maggie, where, where is Trudy? And she's like, she's right there. And she's like, no, she's not. And the security guard, of course, is, like, also missing, too. And it's like, I'm sure Platt, like, paid him off or something to, like. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, where the hell did he go? Like, what did she do? But, yeah, she probably, know, but she I'm probably sure she forced paid him. him. She probably pulled rank and was like, I'm a sergeant. You need to take me here now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut to her in, at that point, what is some office, but we find out later it's her dad's office, like barely holding it together, grabbing a gun, 
smashing the glass on this container what one of those like shadow box type things whatever like holding some shovel for whatever reason there was a shovel in this shadow box thing whatever and yeah so basically we know that trudy is going for revenge after this guy i have i've seen this episode so many times and i had such an aha moment when she grabbed the shovel this time because i was like Holy shit, she grabbed that shovel to dig a dig a grave, basically. To pull a void, yeah. She not to knock him in the head shit. or something like that. No, she yeah, she grabs it to pull a void. Yeah. Okay, see that's that's a prequel I would watch. Okay, if you're gonna do Chicago Sex Club on HBO, that's great. But like do a prequel on the CW about Voight and Platt. Voight Platt now. Well, yeah. no, I, yeah, I want a prequel from when they were coming up because they saw some shit. Yeah, but it was Voight, Platt, and Al that have been friends for- Oh, and Al, yeah. yeah. What yeah. also, wasn't it Antonio and Platt partnered at one point too, like in the early, early days? Because wasn't Antonio her partner when she got shot and that's how she ended up at the desk? I think so. So like Antonio could also be thrown in that prequel, right? Yeah, but I, I that's imagine- how the prequel ends. Being at the end when Platt gets shot and gets put behind the desk. So Antonio's in the last season of the prequel. Okay, we've all got it worked out. Yeah, and, and I think I feel like in the, in the prequel, then Antonio would kind of be like um, the Ruzik, the Ruzik. Yeah, thing. I was gonna yes. compare it to Third Watch and say the Davis, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, I want it so bad. Has anybody ever written a prequel fic? Anybody? I don't know, but if there are any out there, send them to us. Please? Yeah. Like, it's it's, it's always funny when you see Platt and then, like, you you just don't even, it doesn't register that, like, she's got a little void in her. Yeah. And you know what's going to be amazing about this prequel fic is, one, if you're talking about, like, side plots, you could actually have a likable void and see him have his whole relationship with his wife, with Camille. And you may even get to see, like, a baby Justin. And, like, you could bring, depending on the timing. I don't know how the timing of all of this works. But, like, Aaron comes in, you know, as, like, in the teenage years when she, like, I mean, you could have it all worked out amazingly. I'm just saying. I don't oh, know how God. the timing on all the years and when he met Platt and, like, you know how it all relates timing wise but like i'm just saying there's a lot you could go off of in this they prequel. can start the prequel at the point that void's dad dies yeah i mean yeah but and then when he goes that right to the relation academy to that's what i'm saying i the years are a little fuzzy like in terms of when he meets Platt and Al, and then like when he meets camille you know like all those things the years are a little fuzzy so like you may have to do some fudging on that part but i'm just saying it could be amazing prequel because you'd have a likable Voight. Yeah. You would have a likable Voight. Voight would be the ship on the show, which is crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Think about it. And we can resolve the headcanon because there have been some headcanons out there that maybe Platt and Voight hooked up once back in the day. I don't like, believe that. Just one time. I was like, you believe that? Season. I could see it. Like, maybe they it were like, they were, like crazy. in the 20s. Or I guess I would just need solidification on like when the Camille thing happens. Yeah. And like when that whole, you know, again, the timing on everything. I need some solidification. But you have to do some math, but I I would watch that. I would watch the hell out of that prequel. Same. The hell out of it. Dick Wolf, if you're out there, which you're not, but <laughs> just saying, talk to us. Can we call it Chicago prequel? Um what would you call it? Because you can't call it Chicago PD, obviously. No. 
What would you call it? Voy. I don't know. <laughs> there were jazz hands with that that you didn't see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What would you call it? I don't know. I have to think about it. If they hadn't made Chicago Justice, you could just call it Justice, but you can't do that now. Yeah. Redemption? Because, like, if depending on when you start, if you start with, like, Voight's dad dying, I guess, maybe, and him trying to, like, redeem his dad and, you know, or live up to his father's legacy. Father, you know. That, yeah, I was going to say legacy, but it's, like, reverse legacy. Yeah. Well, legacy, like, what he's leaving with the PD. So, yeah, it could be legacy. Chicago PD legacy. I'd watch that. Uh, just saying. We just spun off two more shows. Very different shows. We're very productive tonight. A spinoff and a prequel. There we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A very racy spinoff and then a, a network TV prequel. prequel. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, there are other networks out there that Dick Wolf has not taken over yet, so. Yeah. And with the prequel one, there's an opportunity, like, you'd have the one with Boyd and Al and Trudy, but then you could do, like, a legacy spinoff with Jay and, like, a legacy spinoff with Kim. And, like, there'd be a way to take over another weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Well, no, really, no, the legacy spinoff is you take PD and, well, no. You take fire and you legacy spin off that, obviously, with like the Benny Severide and the Bowden and all that stuff. That's your spin. That's your other. That's how you fill up another night. Oh, that's that's another show I would watch. Okay, see, see, look at this. We're just planning the future of Wolf Entertainment. <laughs> I mean, just saying. We're available, Wolf. We're here. What would be the med one? Because you have to have one if you're doing the PD one and the fire one. What is the med version? Goodwin and Dr. Charles. Oh, duh. Duh. Okay, sold. And then, like, you bring in Maggie midway. Can you tie in the Rhodes family? Yes? Somehow. I, that's what I'm saying, right? With the hospital? Well, yeah, maybe and... that's, like, the inciting event. It's, like, we started, and it's when Connor's mom dies. Ooh, yes. Yes. And then... And think about like, all the Dr. Charles, like relationships in the early days that we don't know about like Anna's mom or and then Robin's mom and all the things okay so you've got the FBI's on Tuesday you've got one Chicago on Wednesday you've got law and order on Thursday let's just take over Monday right and then whatever that whole justice show what night is that on I have no idea Fridays I mean there we go yep one Chicago legacies coming now to the CW done Done. And it even sounds like a superhero show. Oh, don't they have a show called done. Legacies? And they did. They don't. They wouldn't want another one. Well, okay, why can't it be ABC or CBS? True. Yeah, let's do. Let's do ABC. Let's do. Let's take it to ABC. Let's put it on Mondays. Yeah. And yeah, they don't have Dancing with Stars on Mondays anymore, so it's fine. No, nope. occasional Monday Night Football, but yeah. I mean, they've got this thing called The Bachelor, but, like, eh, whatever. Eh. Eh. The Bachelor can go to Tuesdays. It's fine. Cool. Wolf, we're out there. We're Call us. We're around. Done. Done. Our work we here is made, done tonight. We just made Wolf, like, millions more dollars. I actually really do. Like, in all honesty, though, I think those prequels do sound amazing. Like, I, w- I do want more, like, of those, you know, 
one day in the background. Who plays young Hank Voigt? Dreamcast. Who plays young Hank Voigt? Oh my God, I've never thought about that. Oh man. Put you know what? Spot. And only because he was a topic of conversation in the group chat, Will Estes is the first one to come to mind. Uh, well, I can see it. I can see it. Not a bad casting move. I don't know. I'm terrible about casting things. This I'm is a terrible. fun game. Yeah. I want to know what Young Voight was like. Oh, and then perfect if we're talking about the takeover, the Sunday night on HBO is when the Sex Club spinoff airs. So yes! <laughs> we're done. Perfect. Done. And we're done. We Our work here is like, done. We just pitched like phase four of Wolf Entertainment. Oh, yeah. Don't even get us started on the future spinoffs, though, because, like, we really got those. I mean, the new generation of Chicago Fire, we've already played that out a long time ago. So, oh, yeah. Little we Nathan, can work on Terrence. one for PD and Med, too. Don't we can we can get there. Michaela becomes a cop. Yeah. What's the Med one? Hold on. I would have said Owen, but Owen's gone now. Owen is gone. Maybe Owen comes back and that starts the whole show. Um, uh, no. Maybe like Dr. Charles's daughter Anna becomes like a new Goodwin, or she well, you do have Vanessa. You do have Vanessa kind of holding down the fort a little bit for the younger generation. Archer's son, depending on what that whole thing is. How is do we not have any-, any casting news out of Med lately? By the way, how do we not have anything out of Med lately? I know, except the one behind the scenes story today. Was that today? Was it? I don't know. Today, oh yeah, there was like a there was a camera shot with with a doctor I didn't recognize. By the way, I wasn't even talking about that. What are you talking about? There was some picture that popped up on social media, and it was like a picture of like a monitor or something. Oh, I didn't even see that. I was talking about the one Chicago Instagram story today with Brian and like somebody filming him on a phone or something. Oh, that one. That's like literally the only thing we've seen. It's like, okay, Brian's on set. That's literally yeah. all we know. Yeah. I got to find the other one of like the monitor shot. But yeah, nothing out of med. Nothing. Oh my goodness. Look at these pictures of Benjamin with a puppy. Oh my I love God. It. That's we, Okay. We do have to talk about it for one second and then I swear we will get back to the episode. But like. How well Benjamin is fitting in with this cast. Oh, it's the best. I mean, I love the fact that they all went out to dinner the other night. Like, all of them. That was really cute. But, like, yeah, he's fitting in so well. It's amazing. It's like he's been there for forever. Right. I love it. I love it. Same. Same, same, same. Benjamin, please come on the podcast. We don't bite. Please. 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 Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I'm excited to see what he brings to the new season. I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. All right. So where was I? Oh, we were talking about the shovel. That's how we got on this whole I was like, how did we get here? All right. So we're back at the district in the bullpen. And they're trying to go over, like, where Platt would have gone after she left the hospital. And Burgess is mentioned. She's like, oh, yeah, Trudy was fine when I visited her in the hospital. And Voight's like, well, what else did you say? Like, what'd you ask her? You know, whatever. Voight gets really on her. And she's like, I may have mentioned something about the car. And then, like, Voight's all pissed now. Like, you know. And again, Burgess is so 
doe-eyed in this whole thing. Like, she didn't really even realize until this point that she'd done something wrong. Um, Mm -hmm. But, of course, she rushes off to the locker room. And this is the episode where they tried to make Bridges and Aaron friends for, like, a hot second. And it just seemed, it's, if they had really gone there a couple seasons ago, or if they even tried to go there a lot more after this, we could have maybe had something. But, like, one episode ain't gonna do it. No, it, it just it just felt so forced. They were just doing their own thing. Yeah. But she rushed off to the locker room and Aaron goes after her. And Aaron and Aaron asks her, she's like, are you angry? And Birch is like, yes, I am. And Aaron's like, good, because the way out of this is to do good work. Like, we have one goal, right? To find Platt. And it's just like, yeah, it just, this whole scene to me did not work. No, not one bit. Yeah. So... We cut to Wade McGregor's house and he's like packing a brag and all of a sudden we, the camera pans and Platt's there, gun in hand, and she finds her gun that he stole from her on the couch. And I will say this one part does, where she takes him, is that like in his basement? It is, right? I think or so. Or she take him to like the office. Yeah, I, they weren't really clear on that. I think she found him in his house. I mean, she was hurt, so she wasn't going right. too far. Right, but she take does she take him back to the office or is it like in his house? I think that's it's in what his I house. didn't understand. So she takes him somewhere, wherever it was, who knows, and cuffs him to a chair and like asks him about his father's last words. And like all of a sudden, she goes to clean herself up, and in comes Voight. And we have this. You shouldn't have come here, Hank. Trudy, I need to do this, Trudy, and you shouldn't be Trudy, here. Listen. You gotta calm down. It's just me. Okay, I need the truth so I can fix this. There's no fixing Trudy, this. I have put a lot worse back together right now. You and I have got to get on the same page because people are going to be double-checking our work. Then you need to let me finish what I came here to do. You of all people should understand You're this. You're not me, Trudy. You wouldn't be able to live with yourself. He killed my dad. He killed my dad. I know. <gasps> He'll do his time. <laughs> Masterclass. I was going to say, this is one of those times where, I mean, one of the times, one of the many times I wish these shows would ever get recognized by like some actual award show or whatever because this is like the scene that emmy that amy morton should have won an emmy for i i love 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 this scene because i mean there's something really beautiful about the platinum boy relationship there's a lot of stuff to get past but like once you get to the meat of it it's a really beautiful relationship because you don't there's nobody else in cpd who Voight views as a peer yeah she's the only one yeah. So well, and the fact that he has enough respect for her to not let her she, you know, because obviously we're just coming off like you mentioned earlier the Justin the whole Justin situation and that I mean that's like very fresh so obviously that's like two episodes ago three episodes ago, um, and he's like has enough respect for her to be like no like I what I did I mean all the stuff I do yeah that's fucked but like I'm not gonna let you go down that road like you're not mm-hmm. gonna become me and I mean damn. Yeah. And just when, like, when she finally says it, she's like, he killed her when, when she's trying to reason with him and she's like, you of all people should understand this. Like you can feel the pain in her voice. Yeah. And you know what I just thought about? It's crazy. 
Platt is the only one, the only person in all of One Chicago he is not that his that has not been dragged down by Void. Like Void has not let her become him. Like yeah. he let it happen without Aaron. I mean Antonio, Haley to an extent. I mean like everyone else, he's like let something happen to, and like he didn't let it happen to Platt. True, very true. That is true. Yeah, I mean it's it's. It's interesting how Platt, or not Platt, it's interesting how Voight, like, Voight, I don't think Voight realizes the example he sets, right? So he's like so baffled every time one of his teammates wants to go down that road. And he's like, don't do that. Why would you do that? Because that's the example you're setting. Yeah. Yeah. So episode kind of ends. There's two scenes left. So back in the bullpen, we get another kind of forced Burgess, Lindsay friendship scene. And this one's also really weird. Aaron basically goes into it comes and finds Kim and tells him that Voight, you know, got him. And Kim's just like, why do I feel I just got played? And then it ends with them like going to get drinks. I presume at Molly's. They don't say where they're going, but like, you know, there's like there has a whole conversation about like, you know what feels better? Like beer. I don't or drinking, or I don't remember the exact words, but it's just like it's super weird. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going yeah, to happen. It just doesn't work. Did not work. And then the episode ends, and now Trudy's back at med. Thank God she's getting the rest and the medical care that she needs. Mm-hmm. And Mouch just visits Trudy, and we get this conversation. It's going to be okay. I mean, he's not going to breathe free air again, so we can just move on. Move on? He hasn't been arraigned. There is going to be a trial. You're going to testify. Hey, we can move on from the worst part. You say so. How did they find him, McGregor? Some old muscle car he had. Guy gets out of prison and goes straight for his old ride. The tactical team located him. I thought I was having a coronary event. You out chasing a killer like that? I made a mistake. A mistake? You, sometimes you forget that I'm the police. And I worked the streets and I did it for a long time. <laughs> And you forget, you're someone's wife now. I know what you did way back when. You did what you had to do. But tonight, I don't know. I wish we'd met when we were younger. I love you. I love you too. Oh man, I love these two. I know, it's so sweet. Yeah. What I was trying to think too, they're still like newlyweds at this point. They had yeah. only gotten married the season prior. Yeah. It kills me how she pretty much like reminds him, hey, I was kind of a badass back in the day. And like she gets yeah. emotional about it. It's like she has to like affirm her worth to him. Yeah. But also at the same time, he's like, yes, you are. He's not like denying that. But he's also like, mm-hmm. now you have, a, you know, like there is more to your life than just you by yourself. 
Like yeah. you have a family, you have me, you have people who care about you, you know, like you can't just keep doing everything and thinking that, you know, being that it's just you anymore. It's not because mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. It's a really sweet scene. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like Trudy being vulnerable. It's just like, it's rare, but it's so good. Yeah. When this is probably, I mean, I'm trying to even think the last big I mean, we even we really don't get that many trudy episodes i think this is the only like purely trudy episode we've had yeah like she's popped up in like she's she's been more prominent in certain episodes but this is the only purely trudy centric yeah crazy i keep saying i want to see her as part of intelligence like find another desk sergeant and put her upstairs yeah when I do like, I do feel like last season, not that we saw her enough because we de- we could never have enough Trudy Platt, but I do feel like last season we saw her more than we had in the seasons like earlier. I feel like we mm-hmm. did see her more, but still not enough. Yeah. Yep. Great episode. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. So that's about all we've got for today. Yeah. As always, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Meet Us at Molly's right across the board. Uh, you know, we mentioned it earlier. Check the link in our socials to our Patreon page. Check that out. Check out our T Public page too. There's a, there's a lot of fun stuff there. Yeah. Um, new designs coming next week in honor of our birthday. Our so. fifth birthday. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as we said earlier, live show Thursday, September 1st, we'll put up the details and, you know, how to tune in uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. That's going to be great. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's kind of about it. But yeah, email us anytime about anything. Seriously, do it. Meet us at mollies at gmail.com. We're everywhere. We're always available, basically, is the the point. But yeah, um, next week is the live show. Week after that, we'll probably... We'll do more stuff. We've just, we've got a couple things that we're kind of like throwing around as theories. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend and we will see you next week for our fifth birthday. Woo-hoo! It's insane. I can't like, I can't stop saying it. I'm like, wow. I'm so excited. The podcast is going to kindergarten. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.